Sweet Billy got picked on at school for things he couldn't change. He tried his best to play it cool, but in the seventh grade, you either fit right in or you don't fit. That's just the cold hard truth. I wish that I'd have been the friend that Billy never knew. I think it's time to come together. You and I can make a change. Maybe we can make a difference, make the world a better place. Look around and love somebody. We've been hateful long enough. Let the good Lord reunite us to this country that loves undivided. Yeah. Welcome back. Top of the second hour of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast this Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. And uh, we're playing some clips. I promised some things in the first hour. Could we possibly understand what's going on? Is there a lens through which we can understand the crazy nonsense that's going on? Like all of it, you know, the religious devotion to things like eugenics and uh, the the R2P stuff. I mean, communitarianism certainly explains to a certain extent. Yes, there is. All of it. And uh, while we're defining terms, I think cultural Bolshevism is the more appropriate term. Than cultural Marxism. Speaking of that, just real quick, you know, and we've heard Marxism, Leninism, Leninism, Marxist Leninism, cultural Marxism, Bolshevism, but consider this. Think about this. Springer plus Povich equals cultural Bolshevism, i.e., the radical, tyrannical, mutilated Bolshevik victimhood psychopathy impulse infused. Into the culture of, or, or the uh, cult, excuse me, of the cultural Marxist color revolution that that we are experiencing is currently underway in America and beyond. There's more on that. Well, just to finish that thought, isn't it interesting that, according to Jerry himself, in the early 1990s, when Jerry was one of the 20 other or so talk show hosts, trying to be Oprah. When Universal picked up the show, the executives, or should we say program, the executives told Jerry, going forward, you can only you can only do crazy. You know, the whole Ricky Lake thing, he, he, he has talked about how Ricky Lake was in that space, and she was kind of the only one. And they started dabbling in it, and then Universal said, that's all you can do. So my question is, why not reach higher? Why not do something better rather than presenting American youth as a nitrous-fueled dumpster fire? So something to think about. There's more. I wanted to play a clip of the Hollywoodism stuff. We, we don't have time. Um, as far as the question about Slide and Slides' concern from yesterday's broadcast, the call with Lark um, – my understanding where I found that is there's the there's a post over at the Christian Observer titled The New World Order, an overview, which has some interesting stuff in it, but includes an excerpt. Um, well, let's see this. I think there's enough time to fit this in and the other stuff. Author and deprogrammer Fritz Springmeier, the top 13 Illuminati bloodlines, parenthetically it says, uh, says that most people – have built in 
slides that short-circuit the mind's critical examination process when it comes to certain sensitive topics. Slides, quote-unquote, Springmeyer reports, is a CIA term for a con- conditioned res- uh, type of response which dead-ends a person's thinking and terminates debate or examination of the topic at hand. For example, the mention of the word conspiracy, quote-unquote, often solicits a slide response with many people. Springmeyer, parenthetically, Springmeyer has co-authored three books on trauma-based programming, which detail how the Illuminati employs highly tuned and extremely sophisticated mind control training programs that uh, begin the programming process while the intended victim is still within the womb. Yes, within the womb. There's that. And of course, you know, speaking of the slide, a conditioned response which dead ends one's thinking and or it terminates uh, debate or an examination of the topic at hand. There's the guy who has the, you know, site. Um, there's that page, Justin American, you know, the isms page. That guy had a post uh, more than 10 years ago that includes this term. And I, you know, alluded to that yesterday. So that's kind of where my mind goes. And that's why I, th- I said, uh, Springmeyer. I think that's kind of where that came from. So that's that. I want to get to the, you know, how how do we determine what's going on here? Um, defining terms. Whoops, that's not what I wanted. I'll leave that there though. Um. Let's do that. Is there a lens? Yes, there is. And in simple terms, it's called Gnosticism. It's not just an assault on Christianity, but the title of this is Gnosticism's Assault on God, a discussion with Peter Burfind. This is Daniel uh, Long, uh, Long for Truth 1. And um, he's done... A couple of interviews. He did one a couple of years ago and uh, broke that into two parts, posted it on YouTube, and then he's done this more recent interview in the last couple of months, January of 2023. So this is kind of from part one, Gnosticism. So I believe this is part one, if memory serves. Yeah. Gnosticism's Assault on God, a discussion with Peter Burfind. And usually the trouble with Gnosticism, like so many of these things, like communitarianism, for example, it just wants to be liquid. It just wants to defy all sort of quantification and you can't know it kind of like um, communitarianism. You have to have – you know, if you're one of profane, you can't possibly know. You have to have – you know, you have to be one of the the initiated, one of the – you know, expert poobah, whatever, with the arcane knowledge to, you know, bless the unwashed masses. You know, it's it really is that crazy, I would say. And uh, so, um, whoops. 
as I've said recently, I've tried to make this clear to folks, and I don't think I've done it fantastic. But I'm telling you, when you start to understand this, it all comes back to that question. And you see it in Gnosticism, and it, again, it's meta. I posted this on the Road Warrior Radio uh I pinned it, actually, I should say, on the Road Warrior Radio Twitter account. There's not much going on on social media for Road Warrior Radio because uh, I just don't see a whole lot of value in it. Okay. But I pinned this. Back in October of last year, the Christian Battlefront, and really everyone for that matter, but you know, the Christian Battlefront in particular, because people don't realize, and again, you know, Daniel Long, the Long for Truth YouTube channel, Long for Truth One, um, he's done a pretty good job, I would say. There are folks who, who, who uh, are, I think, over the target. In specific ways, you know, I think Elisa Childers is really hitting the mark on the so-called progressive Christianity, which is an oxymoron. But you know, same. There's there's a lot of crossover. There's a, a lot of overlap here, and um, so um, this is it. You know, this is it. And what we miss, I think, the the what I pinned and, and I've talked about for months, as you know, if you listen to this broadcast for any time, any length of time, the Christian battlefront of the modern Western world, and it's not just Christian and it's not just modern. This is the Western esoteric influence, the Hellenistic impulse, the thing that I would say Jesus disrupted that was trying to get back to Genesis 11 – where God says now that they're one people, they can do anything they purpose to do kind of thing. But the battlefront is, in a word, metaschematizo, which I think has a sort of alchemical chaos magic connotation to it, to the ne'er-do-well contingent, if you will. And it's made up of the two Greek roots, meta and schema. And so you kind of step back, and, and the rest of the post that I posted – Last October was the medium is the message, the pervasive strong delusion, 2 Thessalonians 2.11, of syncretic pluralism normalized, Gnostic, theosophical, pseudo-intellectual. And that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to most people. Most people look at that and are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So fortunately, Peter Burfind has really made it a lot more uh, tangible, I think, for most people. And um, we'll let him explain. But this is it. And so meta is – it's everything. Um, for example, and I'll just say this before we get to the clip. I think one of the best illustrations of the point what, – what do you mean when you say everything is meta? It's the abstraction. It's not the literal. We um, we We get – sort of target fixated on, you know, what did they actually say? To understand what Gnosticism is and to understand the battlefront, you have to realize, you have to look beyond the literal to the meta level of abstraction. And rather than, the, than thinking in terms of 
the literal words that are said in a movie like Jesus Revolution or TV programs like The Chosen. Think instead, perhaps, in terms of Bernaysian influence and persuasion. What is the influencer trying to imprint on viewers? How is the influencer attempting to nudge viewers? Uh, you know, what is – and this you know, calls to mind things like slides, for example. What is the subtle, unconscious, unspoken takeaway? This, I believe, is the essence of nonlinear psyops, by the way, that we see all around us. And so what is the takeaway? You know, Jesus' revolution, oh, what they said is great. Sure, maybe. I haven't seen it yet. Maybe it is entirely – maybe it seems like you know the literal is great. But what is the takeaway when Jonathan Rumi, the guy who plays Jesus on the Gnostic Chosen show, is depicted as Lonnie Frisbee? In Jesus Revolution, what is the takeaway for most people? Because I guarantee you there are millions of people who saw the chosen first and then are going to see the, you know, Jesus as Lonnie Frisbee or whatever, vice versa. And then that's going to that's gonna shape their view and perception and, um, you know, belief or whatever. I can't really think of the term that I actually want here, but they're... Um, you know, I'll just say perception of Jesus Christ. It's it's a very Gnostic, uh, you know, uh, licentious kind of deal. It's exactly what um, many of the epistles speak out against, specifically. Anyway, enough on that. We need to get to clips. And so, the first clip of explaining Gnosticism's assault on God, a discussion with Peter Burfind. This is Daniel Long, Long for Truth 1 YouTube channel. And we're jumping in around the 11-minute mark. Lutheran pastor Peter Burfind offers an excellent down-to-earth explanation of Gnosticism. Go ahead, please. The deity through these very emotional songs, and he said they're specifically referring to the Gnostics. Who did this? And then you think about some of the modern, you know, uh, contemporary worship songs, which are effectively love songs to Jesus. Well, that's exactly what I was going to interject with. I mean, you when, when you when you think of Bethel worship music or elevation music or Hillsong, all of that stuff, and you and that 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 music has just literally infiltrated, permeating permeated most of the modern church. You can't go to really any like you said, non-denominational church without hearing some kind of Jesus love song kind of thing written by these uh, these big, um, you know, mega church worship teams. You know what I mean? Jesus becomes an imaginary friend. Yeah. And when we, get in, when we get into some of the nuts and bolts, we can talk about this, but essentially Jesus becomes a product of my desires, my will, that I project outwards and then name Jesus. Historically, this is what idolatry is. Idolatry takes these sort of archetypes of human desire, whether it's love or reason or war, and it projects it out onto a stone thing, and then you name it, you know, Mars, Athena, or Venus. Um, well, in Christianity, we got the same dynamic, but we we project our desires, we project our, our own will onto this archetype or this concept called Christ, 
and we name it Jesus. So now Jesus can support anything I want. Jesus is not a homophobe. You know that? Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. Sure, you can get Jesus is not a homophobe. Now, wow. I, and I, I struggle to read in the Gospels where there's any suggestion of that whatsoever. It doesn't matter because I, it's my, it's my desire projected onto this concept of Christ, and then I name it Christ. Well, that is actually what the Antichrist is, which is the concept of Christ leaks out of the body and blood of Christ and becomes repackaged through as an ex, as a projection of my own desire. So that that's an important concept. I'll say it again. <laughs> when when Jesus Christ leaks out of his body and blood and then becomes reconstituted as a projection of my will, my desire, that is by definition the antichrist. Break that down because we're on it now, we might as well just get with it. I right, break that down. What does that actually mean? All right, let's let's start philosophically okay understand gnosticism philosophically and i love to use this analogy to help people start thinking philosophically about gnosticism and the, a philosophical way of defining gnosticism and this might be kind of esoteric but it's when substantial being loses management of its own meaning okay mm-hmm. where where the meaning of something external and substantial that exists independent of me now becomes nothing more than a product of my projecting. Okay. So I I like to use this analogy and you can help me along with. Okay. So (laughs) I'm going to give, I'm going to give two scenarios and I'm going to ask you to tell me or the viewers, whatever. And it's, it's an obvious answer. See how it works. But tell me which is the more intimate more authentic, more true, more real scenario, or more true intimacy. All right. Okay. Scenario one is you have a grandma, and the grandma has a a son or daughter, let's say a daughter. Okay. Okay. She's about to give birth, right? Just before the baby is born, grandma dies. The baby grows up and learns of, sees pictures of grandma. She starts to kind of develop this idea of grandma that she really likes. So she starts learning grandma's recipes. She studies grandma's journals. She talks to people about grandma. She, she gets this wonderful image of grandma. When she's older, she gets a degree in grandmaology. <laughs> she... <laughs> She gets a PhD in grammaology. She knows everything there is to know about grandma. All right. So that's scenario number one. Scenario number two is the baby is born. Grandma is alive. And grandma holds the baby in her arms. End of scenario. Which one is more intimate and authentic? Stick around. We'll be right back.
In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed, but you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With the Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home, all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately-issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky You know how I feel Breeze drifting on by You know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life For me And I'm feeling good I'm feeling good I'm 
Fish in the sea You know how I feel River running free You know how I feel Blossom on the tree You know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life For me And I'm feeling good Dragonfly out in the sun You know what Welcome I Welcome back Don't you know No okay that's perfect Uh it was never more appropriate than right here Anyway Uh we need to finish this little bit So Peter Burfind explaining the sort of essence of Gnosticism. So can we continue with that, please? She, she gets a PhD in grammarology. She knows everything there is to know about grammar. All right. So that's scenario number one. Scenario number two is the baby is born. Grandma is alive and grandma holds the baby in her arms. End of scenario. Between those two scenarios, which one is a more intimate, authentic, true connection between grandma and the girl? Oh, it's got to be scenario number two. It's obvious. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I have done that scenario numerous times at conferences, and it's it's not even a question. Um, (laughs) So what is... But, but, but now just contemplate that because two minutes of holding a flesh to flesh contact between grandma and, and, and the, the child is way more of a connection than 28 years of studying in the mental image and knowledge of grandma. Mm-hmm. Now, what is this to say? And I always say, why is that? Because it's, it really is a true mystery. I mean, just, you almost have to just pause and say, my goodness, how, Flesh and blood is really important, which, you know, side note, yeah, it's something we should consider when we want to shut down the world for a year and a half and keep people, you know, separate from one another. There, There is something very real, very mysterious, I'd say, but undeniable about the flesh-to-flesh contact that transcends, you know, what the mind can do. So what exactly is it? And, you know, the conclusion is, in the second scenario, grandma is actually managing her own person. Grandma is actually there, and the baby is receiving grandma as a gift. Hmm. It's a grace thing going on. In the first scenario, grandma's dead. She's just an image. And the the, the daughter is doing all the work of of manufacturing and and. and crafting her image of grandma whereas in the second scenario grandma is in charge of that of her own person and managing her her presence for for the for the daughter and there's so many different directions we can go in this that that i just find very interesting but that is to me if you can understand that point you can begin to understand the the problem of gnosticism because gnosticism is scenario number one it's all about what you project, it's all about what's going on in here and up here that transcends what you see on the outside. 
because the outside world, the physical stuff, the, the substance of the world was created by an evil demiurge. So it's all an illusion. It's not real. All okay. that matters is what's in here. All right. So that's where we're going to stop it there. We get a couple of other clips. That's, you know, people will probably say, well, that's like a Christian type thing or that's a religious type thing or something like that. What does that have to do with day-to-day life? I'm glad you asked because there's more. Um, you know, Burr finds Burfine answers a uh, answers Long's question. Uh, give yours a synopsis of the Gnostic version of the creation story. That's really interesting because it explains so much more. This obviously is all in a biblical context, but I'm telling you, everything is in a biblical context. When when you start to get that and see things through that lens, like it or not, uh, you know things really start to make sense. And, you know, we've heard that historically, just as a brief aside, the things that came after, we we are told, oh, no, that stuff was around long before. No, no, no. You got it backwards. The, you know, let's say creation story, that existed before all of the counterfeits that were spun off in a variety of different, different directions. Stick around. We'll be right back after this short break. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extendivite, a seven-herb combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself. Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, in trying so many different coffees that were so good and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S. I was so disappointed with the coffee so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10.
which will conclusively prove George Soros' role in orchestrating the pandemic. But first, dear patriots, the truth train has brought us a conspiracy in our own backyard. Now, you may think you know the story. Now, it's like I always say, there's a whole lot of bullshit out there. So I'd like to give Soros, Pelosi, the Zionists, the Mexican, Mexican, the Snowflakes, and Stay strong, truth tellers. Truth tellers. Stay strong. Stay strong. You're listening to RBN in defense of the Republic. Welcome back. Duality of history notwithstanding, you know, you heard Jason Whitlock speak to it earlier, you know. You know, we we may all not we may not all in America be Christians, but most people want the, you know, what Christianity has been instrumental in providing in terms of the, you know, the context of the American dream. And sure, you know, again, it's a controversial history. However, you know, there is the reality of the way that Hayek put it in the uh, the Road to Serfdom chapter one, the abandoned road, the essential features of that individualization, that individualism, which from elements which, you know, again, the Gnostic communitarian impulse is to absorb everyone into the Borg. I mean, after all, isn't that what the singularity represents? But the way Hayek put it, the essential features of that individualism which from elements provided by Christianity and the, philosoph- uh, the philosophy of classical antiquity was first fully developed during the Renaissance and has since grown and spread – into what we know as Western civilization are the respect for the individual man qua man that is the recognition of his own views and tastes as supreme in his own sphere, however narrowly that may be circumscribed and the belief that it is desirable that men should develop their own individual gifts and bents. I would put it slightly different. You know, we're all – the inalienable right is that we may pursue a relationship with our creator – by whatever means, you know, and whatever, uh, you know, to say path is disingenuous. I don't mean path. I mean, you know, some of us seem to, you know, have a very straight-laced life right out of the, you know, from 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 early childhood, and that doesn't change. And then some of us end up like the prodigal and are like, what am I doing in this pig pen? I got to. Maybe I can just go back and beg to be a servant in my father's house. Different, different in that sense. Not, not like you know, you know, all Gnostic roads. No, no, no. Not saying that at all. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you're a Joseph. Sometimes you're a, you know, whatever. 
different in that context. The narrowly defined context of you know the Christian um, salvation message, and so I would you know guys got together and wrote, "We hold these truths to be self-evident," sort of. So, um, the freedom to pursue that. You know, and not have someone sort of impose. However, there is the caveat that the entire Western intellectual current, especially since Gutenberg's movable type printing press circa 1450, is patently ungodly. From Plato to Bacon to uh, Henry Sr. and William James, it is infected with the ancient Gnostic germ of the first deception. Genesis 3.5, ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And ironically, the theosophical bent, the divine wisdom, so to speak, what what divine wisdom can we discern, you know, apart from God, of course, which is absurd. That's an oxymoron. Anyway, that is exactly the first deception. You shall be as God's knowing good and evil. How ironic. Prostrating yourself at the foot of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil And just lapping it up, man. Bad idea. Anyway, we're running out of time. Two more clips that I think will help explain a lot more. First clip, um, the answer, Burfine's answer, uh, synopsis of the Gnostic version of the creation story. Go ahead, please. So then here is a good uh, place where we can interject this uh, question that I was going to ask you. Give the viewers um, just kind of a, a, a synopsis of the Gnostic creation story, because some may not realize exactly, you know, why uh, Gnostics look at this world and physical things as evil. So Gnostic myth as cosmic archetype. The thing you have to understand about the Gnostic myth is that it's not real. It's not, I mean, everything in this world that we think is real is an illusion. So therefore, don't look at the at the Gnostic myth as something, look at it only as a, a framework or a heuristic for understanding reality, okay? So that's the first thing to keep in mind. All right, so the, the Gnostic myth begins with the, the centrality of all being or the, or, can't even talk about being because that's a word and and we'll get to that in a second the the center of the gnostic myth is this thing called monad monad is the nameless one monad is the one beyond all naming he's effectively god but understand this is the moment you use the word god the gnostics would look at that as paradoxical because now you're you're applying a human name to something that's beyond names Okay, mm-hmm. so monad is just sort of a, a, a scaffolding for a concept, it, not not even a concept. It, it's a scaffolding for gnosis. Okay, so okay. monad is the center of the being. All right, monad created these emanations from him, and and there's a lot that correlates to Neoplatonism and Gnosticism, but monad created these emanations, these male-female, they're called syzygies or pairs or pairings that emanated from the center. And the fullness of all, well, the fullness of all those is called the fullness, or in Greek, the pleroma, right? So you got the pleroma, Mm -hmm. which are these eons 
that emanate out from the fullness of the eons that emanate out from monad. Okay, now there's all sorts of stuff going that that we can skip over. But all right, so the last the last of those emanations, the last of those eons was a male female pair, the female of which was this being called Sophia, which is Hebrew for or Greek for wisdom. And she was she's the the one that's on the outer rim of these emanations. Well, she decides to create something on her own without the advice or consent of her male counterpart. Okay? So she's going to make something on her own. Well, she ends up making this creature called Galdabaoth, and she it's a monster. She creates this monster, and all because she broke from the Pleroma and, and decided to do something on her own. So she creates this monster called Yaldabaoth, or the Demiurge, or he's got several different names. We'll go with Yaldabaoth. And she recognizes he's a monster, and she actually aborts him. That's the word used. She had an abortion. She aborted him. Hmm. And then, I mean, he still lived. So she hides him away in a cloud, and the cloud is kind of represented here by that space right there. Okay. So she makes... This cloud hides Yaldabaoth in there. Yaldabaoth now thinks that he's the only being in that new realm, that realm of cloud. So he decides he's going to create, because this is what you do when, when you're part of the Pleroma, you create. So he's going to create something on his own to kind of reflect the monad. And he ends up making a completely perverted, uh, broken, corrupt system which is the known universe as we know it, the, the uh, visible universe as we know it, okay? So it's crucially important to understand that the breakdown is, is the creation. The, mm. the, in matter, being physical is the original sin. Wow. Yeah, mm. so, so like, for instance, why do we have you know, conflicts between the sexes? Well, because there's male and female, you know? Why do we have wars? Because certain ethnicities break off and create a border, and that separates them from other, you know, that it, what flesh does is it makes, it makes a lot of others. <laughs> there's me, and then there's other. And I'm separated from everything else. And now it becomes a game of survival of the fittest. Now I am charged with the task of kind of having power over everything else. And that is the that is the root of all conflict. If things weren't in physicality, if things weren't in flesh and blood, there would be no problem. Where So where Christianity looks at the creation of separate, distinct beings as part of God's wonderful and good creation and something that Christ has redeemed by becoming one of those distinct flesh and blood beings. Gnosticism says, no, 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 that is the fall. When, mm. when I created distinct physical beings, that created this, this tension between everything that, that only escape from the world can, can remedy. Okay. So, I mean, is it starting to make sense? I hope so. Uh, and you can see the application beyond just, you know, Hey, I'm a devout. I would call myself a devout Christian. This this explains there is a religion 
afoot in America, and America is the new Babylon, Rome. It is the secret destiny of America, as Manly P. Hall put it. It is the new Atlantis, as Francis Bacon put it. There is that aspect of our duality of history in America that we we need to come to grips with if we're going to have an honest conversation about all of this. And if you if you see this clearly for what it is, then all of a sudden you start seeing, oh my gosh, it's everywhere. It's in everything. It's not cultural Marxism. It's Gnosticism. And uh, you know, it's not eugenics. It's Gnosticism. As you hear um, Peter Burfine talking about, you know, we just need to get rid of all of these archons. If we could do that, then we would put things back to perfect order. And so it is a religious devotion, ironically, and most people don't even realize it. So a little more, Peter Burfind, let's see, this one, uh, further explanation of the Gnostic version of the creation story, the Genesis story and Gnostic salvation, I think, a little bit, maybe. Can we do that, please? So these Yaldabaoth, and then he creates 365 archons or powers. These powers help him to rule the world all right now this is at this point he decides to create a being in his image and this starts to now this is where the genesis story begins by the way this is the beginning in, in in the gnostic world genesis begins with yaldabaoth not with god so yaldabaoth decides to make a being in his image and he makes man now at that point um okay so the way man is born, and this is this is the slide I want to illustrate here. This is this is the essence of the control that Yaldabaoth and his archons pose for humanity. When you are born, you're trapped in a body. Okay, now you're not just trapped in a in a body, but you're trapped into all the in postmodern speech we'd say you're trapped under all the systems and structures that underlie who you are as a physical person. So for instance, if you're born as a man, you there's a there's systemic patriarchy that supports who you are as a man. If you're white, you're there's all this systemic and structural stuff that supports the majority white people. If you know when you're born, you're born with a family name. The family becomes one of the things you're kind of trapped under. Uh, you know, when you're born you have no choice what church you're going to be going to. You have no choice of what nation you're going to go to. So all these things having to do with what your body, where your body places you in time and place with a family, with a gender, with a nation, with a culture, with a certain time period, with a church. All these things are, like I have up here, are like these layers of oppression, Wow. Or okay. things that kind of tell you who you are. Yeah. And Gnostics make a distinction between your ego and yourself. Your ego is what the world tells you you are. So your mind, you're a prisoner of your own mind. And your freedom, your salvation happens when you shut off all those chains of what the world tells you you are and become your own self. You know, you discover your own self or you... You, you release your inner spark, your, your divine spark. Who are the archons then? The archons are those people or those concepts or those ideas that rule the world. 
So, for instance, I, I like to show this picture because these this would be a good example of the archons. So this is actually a, a picture of, uh, I think it was during the, the Obamacare hearings and certain religious leaders spoke before Congress and talked about how, you know, forcing hospitals to perform abortion is, is unethical. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I, I like to pose this picture because, you know, people edit photography and, and journalists are looking for a certain theme. Well, there's a bunch of archons going on in this picture. One of them would be that they're all what? Well, that they're all pastors, right? Pastor number one. That's right. They're yeah. all pastors. So clergy, you know, they, they impose on us their religion and morality. Another one, they're, they're all men. Yeah. Right? And, and yep, they're all, they're all white men. White men, exactly. Mm-hmm. So those are three archons right there. You got whiteness, you got maleness, and then you got um, clergy. Clergy. And these are all like, like back again, the, the, these are the layers, you know, that, mm-hmm. that bind us, that oppress us. So salvation, the salvation of the human is when you, like I say, you shuck off all those layers of oppression and structural suppression. And Sophia kind of comes to you. And there's a lot of different ways Sophia will come to you, you know, a lot of different techniques. I would argue that I think Sophia in, in modern day makes her appearance very often in, in the modern love songs, mm. uh, like the rock contemporary, lo- you know, c- kind of the rock love songs where you, you know, in my book, I talk about the, the Doors song. Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me your name? Oh, <laughs> you know, okay. You know, like Sophia. And if you look at the words of that music, the, the girl that, the, you know, Jim Morrison is falling in love with is is a goddess. She's she's like a this archetypal being that he's falling in love with. He doesn't know her name, like Monad. He doesn't know the name, but somehow or another, his salvation it, it rests in him following the, the 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 woman, you know, the the divine feminine out of this world and and. To, to have this freedom. So, anyways, that there you go. So that's All one right, of the so ways that. So we're going to put a pin in it right there. As we head into a break, is any of this making sense? We'll finish when we come back. Stick around. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. 
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile Oxy Silver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to the final segment of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast. Let's wrap this up, and then we'll sort of recap in the remaining moments here. Peter Burfine, it, it is understood that you have yeah. salvation or escape, which is, and this gets into the sexual liberation movement um, or, or free sex movement. You, you look at some of the, the, the literature on the free sex movement, and it's all about a gnosis. In fact, sometimes literally they'll use that word gnosis, that sex unfettered from any sort of procreation or procreative purposes is liberating. This goes back to 19th century philosophers, but this idea that, that you, you, you participate in pure love and Sophia comes and, and takes you out of this world through the the divine ecstasy of Eros. And then the downside of that is procreation, which is why we have to eliminate procreation because procreation is part of Yaldabaoth's world, right? That's, that's part of the material world. Mm. Abstract love from procreation. And you'll, you'll start to get a sense of who Sophia is. So that's, that's one way that Sophia moves, moves on your soul to, to help you escape from it. Um, you, you know, meditation techniques, um, you know, drugs, 
Drugs is another way. Music, uh, music can help you release your soul and, and provide escape from the tyranny of this world order. So there you go. Peter Burfind, Lutheran pastor. I feel like if he dives a little further down the rabbit hole, the affinity or affection for Luther might change as well. That's just my own conjecture at this point. And that doesn't mean that I'm right. I think he's done in, – in ways he's done volumes more research than I. So maybe I will change my view at some point on that. In any case, I think I would agree with the vast majority of – his perspective on these things. He's written a book that was published back in 2014, Gnostic America, a reading of contemporary American culture and religion, according to Christianity, Christianity's oldest heresy. And this predates Christianity, so to speak, in the, you know, uh, the birth of the church after um, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and ascension. So, um, you know, it goes back, again, it's the Hellenistic influence. It's the Genesis 11, you know, Nimrod influence that has been worshipped under a variety of names for millennia. Um, you know, right out in plain sight. Where else can you find Peter Burfind if you're interested? Um, particularly, um, he's written a series of articles for a number of years over at The Federalist, actually. So that's another place that you can find them. But these interviews, like I said, that um, you know, one of which we played clips from today, you can find on Daniel Long's YouTube channel, Long for Truth One. And um, this one that we played clips from today was Gnosticism's Assault on God: A Discussion with Peter Burfind. So. And why is this important? There are names, all of the names. Maybe I'll mention some of those names tomorrow. They are part of a thread that I included on Metaschematizo over on Twitter. But it's all of the names that, again, have been celebrated in the post-Gutenberg era over the last 500 years that even the Theosophical Lucius Trust acknowledges. That'll do it for today's broadcast. I hope it was informative. As always, it truly is an honor and a pleasure. Take care. God bless. We'll catch you on the other side. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.